Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Thank you for joining us. Breakfast in the Class today is dedicated in honor of Rabbi Shlomo Farhi, sponsored by Raymond Dayan. We wish you uh, a wonderful move, and we're going to miss you, although we know that you're coming to all the Wednesday night classes. Hazak Baruch. Breakfast in the Class also dedicated loving memory of Sammy Sayyid Shalom. Sponsored by his son, Isaac Syed. Uh, Breakfast on the Class is also sponsored by the Zara family in honor of the soldiers defending Israel, comma, Rabbi Shlomo Farhi, Rabbi Ariel Mizrahi, and Haron Shohet. I do a lot of things good in my life. I can't claim that that is what I'm currently doing with my time. But Hazaku Baruch, thank you so much. As well, Breakfast on the Class is sponsored by Fred Hittery, dedicated in honor of a very talented Hazan and Gabai Sammy Sutton. Psh, did you dictate that to him or did he write that himself? Okay, fantastic. All right. <laughs> you can't pronounce the word. Week, the week of Cobra was dedicated loving memory of Sammy Sayalava Shalom, Lilu Nishmat Shalom, Erevka Shalom, sponsored anonymously. Dun, 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 the mystery builds. Okay, Rabotai. The Pasuk says, Ish al Diglo Beotot Lebet Avotam Yahanu. Each person according to their flag, beotot uh, according to the signs, lebet avutam of their of their houses. Yahanu bnei Israel, the Jewish people camped, mineged opposite one another, saviv leoel moed yahanu. Around the oil moed yahanu they camped. Now it's interesting. First of all, it tells you that they camped according to their flags, but then it tells you that beotot lebet avutam that they were according to their household. According to their households. Now that's a strange thing, because actually, how many flags were there? Mechila, can they close the door or ask them to be quiet in the kitchen? Right? The, the flags of the, around the Mikdash, how many flags were there? Four. Degel Machane Yehuda, the camp of Yehuda, the camp of Reuven, the camp of Ephraim, and the camp of Dan. How many tribes are there? Twelve. But there's only four flags that all the tribes were in. So each flag really had two tribes that were not identified by their own flag. So it's interesting, this language, Ish al-Diglo, what does that mean? Each person according to their flag, if they were actually not the tribe of Yehuda, if they were actually not the tribe of Reuven, not the tribe of Ephraim, or not the tribe of Dan. Um, that's question number, number one. Question number two is the Pasuk says that they camped Lebet Avotam Yachanu. And then it says at the end of the Pasuk, Saviv Oil Moed Yachanu, that they camped around, opposite one another, around the Oil Moed. Why do you need to tell me again the second time the word Yachanu, that they camped? You already told me. They're camping like this according to their families and flags. Saviv Oil Moed, that's enough. What is the second Yachanu? The answer, my friends, gives us a very powerful concept. The question, um, there's a question that's asked by Rev. Yaakov Kamenetsky that I think really gives us a beautiful insight. He asks what is presently the third question of our class today. And if I forget to answer any of them, come and smack me, okay? Rev. Yaakov Kamenetsky says that if you open up the parasha, you realize that this whole thing is happening <clears throat> the first day of the second month of what year? L'shana hashenit the second year of the, of the Jewish people in, Egypt, uh, in the desert. So we've waited already an entire year and an entire month, one year and one full month have gone by, and they've been traveling all this time. 
If they're traveling, why would Moshe, why would God not command Moshe to give them the order of traveling as soon as they left Egypt? They should have got the flags from the very moment they left. They're traveling in camp, as a camp. <clears throat> so how did they travel? And if Yaakov Kamenetsky says something magnificent, he says, we, we know the Pasuk says, Ish al deglo, Rashi quotes the Ma'amar Chazal that our rabbis teach us, Tzivao shel zeh, lo kisivao shel zeh. This one's color was not like this one's color. We're not referring to the Jewish people, and this is a racial equality statement. Tzivao shel zeh is referring to the flags. The flags were different. Each flag had a different color to allow the people of that flag to come and camp with the flag of their, uh, of their, uh, of their grouping. But the idea of tzivao shilzeh in the differing colors of the flags was also to communicate that each segment of Am Yisrael was different. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, had the flags been given when the Jewish people left Egypt, it would have been a cause, a source of machloket, a cause of fighting and of separation amongst the Jewish people. What do you mean? I, I should belong with that group. I should belong with that group. I should belong with the other. Why am I over here? How can you put me here? How can you put me there? The Kliyaka writes something unbelievable. He says that the four, the four flags that are representative of Yehuda, Ephraim, Reuven, and Dan represent the four characteristics that a person needs, listen to this closely, a person needs in their life to achieve perfection. The first flag, Yehuda, represented the Kinyan of Torah, of Chokhmah. Someone, if they want to be a perfect person, they need to acquire wisdom. You want to know how to be, you want to know how to live, you want to know how to have good relationships, a good mazal, you want to know how to have biracha in your life, you want to know how to have a good marriage, you got to learn about it. You don't know what to do, what's going to happen, you're going to mess things up. So the first thing represented, represented by Yehuda, who's the one that Yaakov sends down to Egypt to open up the yeshiva, is the acquisition of Chokhmah, of Torah. The second acquisition is the Kenyan of Midot. We know that Reuven is represented by Midot because of the anivut he had, the, humble, the humility he had in sitting in sackcloth and ashes after he made this mistake in doing Teshubah. He was Hodevi Lobosh, he admitted, and he was not embarrassed. He had the Midah of Anava. So the second Kinyan acquisition a person needs, we would call these in today's language, keystone character traits. The second keystone trait is the Kinyan acquisition of good Midot, knowing how to act. A lot of times you find people, Mechila, please, if this touches a nerve with you or any of the listeners out there, you have a lot of people who have chokhmah. They're very wise. They know Torah. They can tell you all of the Gemaras, all the Midrashim, all the rabbis said this. I heard in a class once like that. They can tell you all the classes about anger, but they get angry and lose their cool. They can talk to you about how much it's important to have a positive attitude, but they complain all the time. They can talk to you about what's it called about Shalom Bayit, but their marriages are falling apart. You have people who acquired wisdom, but did they, not, they didn't acquire the midot, the character traits, that after you learn something, you work hard to break your natural tendencies and proclivities to inculcate that wisdom into your life. The third, practicing what you preach, very hard. The third part, 
right? The third part is, the third kinyan is the kinyan, as the Gemara says, as the Kliakar says, of givura, of absolute strength. Because you know what? Now you have the, what's it called? You have the chokhmah, you worked on the midot, you have the anava, now someone comes and they're stepping on you. Ooh, I'm an anav until you come and tell me, you, you, you get me mad. Now, like, do you know who I am? <laughs> the anava goes out the window. Requires givura to be able to maintain, and listen, here's the words, to stay true to your principles. A lot of times we've learned, we've got the principle, but now I'm tested in life where all of a sudden everything I've learned and all that I've worked for is put on the table and my integrity and my authenticity is on the line. Kenyan of Givura. And finally, the last Kenyan in a person's life is the Kenyan of Osher, of wealth. Dan, we know they were at the end of the camp, they were me'asef l'cholam machanot. Everyone, if you dropped something, you lost the item, who found it? Dan was the Roomba. They were the vacuum cleaner at the back. So if there's a siman, they returned it. If there's no siman, who benefits from all the lost objects as everyone's traveling? Who benefits? Shevet Dan. So they represent the Kenyan of Osher. What's fascinating about this Kliakar, Thank you, Emmanuel. What's fascinating about this Kliakar is that the Kliakar is a list of things that you need for perfection actually mirror the list that Harambam brings down. Harambam says, a person cannot be a Navi, the Shekhinah cannot rest a person on a person unless he's a Chacham, Gibor, Anav, and Ashir. These exact four character traits that we just mentioned that were symbolized by the flags. So each of us understands that when the Jewish people camps, when we represent God, we know that we need to work on these four character traits. Yesterday in Israel, something happened that I think every single Jewish person on earth is ashamed of. A, a group, a mob of Jewish people yanked a, a guy, an Arab guy out of his taxi and they beat the guy, they lynched him, they beat him in the streets. But the fascinating thing is, while in the news and the media, they're talking about that case, they didn't make mention of the exact same case that happened the day earlier when they tried pulling the Jewish guy out by the Shahra Arayot and the cop actually stepped in and saved his life. Had they managed to get him, you see how much blood is on the guy's shirt, right? Had they managed to get him out of the car, they would have done the same thing. But we're hearing about that story and not about this story. And the difference, Rabotai, is that while there might be a, a mob of a couple hundred people or people that are crazed by fear, by anger, over bombs that are dropping on their head, over you know, the fact that people are dying in the streets, every single leader, Pe'echad, with one mouth, stood up and condemned that act. It's un-Jewish. From the rightest of the right to the leftest of the left, Religious, not religious, orthodox, reform, doesn't matter. Every single Jewish person said, this is not what we do, this is not how we act. They rebuked it immediately. They called it out immediately. And there wasn't a but. But you know, you know, yeah, it's true that they're doing this, but you know the Israeli occupation. Like, you know what I mean? There was no justification. You saw something that was wrong, it was called out immediately. Rabotai, we as Jews, the Pasuk says in Shira Shirim, 
הביאני אל בית היין, you brought me, הביאני אל בית היין, ודגלו עלי אהבה. רשי says, דגלו עלי אהבה means that he called, his flag is on us. And what a great love that is, when God puts his flag on us, what does that mean? When someone walks around with your company name, it says, you know, COO of your company. They do something wrong, who does it reflect badly on? On you. So before you give him the name tag that says your business's name on it, you make sure the guy's not going to embarrass you or your company. A guy who's volatile, a guy who you don't know, he fires from the hip, you don't want to tell anybody he's on your company. The fact that God get, let us fly his flag in this world is such an important thing and such an important responsibility and illustrates a tremendous amount of love from Borei Olam to all of us. Rabotai says Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, this Jew is sitting here thinking, oh, those guys, they represent Torah? I want to be like that. I want to be over there. The Torah guys are like, you know what? That represents over there good midot. I, I feel more connected to that. You'd have everyone trying to do what every single Jewish person does in every single synagogue and on every plane and on every hotel. Excuse me, ma'am. I see that you have me and my family sitting in a 32B. Is there any way you can move me to 23C, right? All the Jewish people in Alal, they're not playing that, you know, everyone wonders why people in Alal at the desk are not so nice and accommodating. The reason is not because it's Alal. The reason is because all day long, they're not putting people on flights. They're playing checkers. <laughs> they're moving these three guys over there and those two people over here. And half that don't want to sit next to a woman. And this guy can't sit next to the window. And that guy needs extra legroom. Right? So they're moving everybody around. A Jewish person gets into a, into a hotel. He sees seven rooms before he's happy. Right? A non-Jewish person, they give him a room. He goes, he checks in the room. A Jewish person doesn't know what that means. Okay? What do you mean? What, you only saw one room? How do you know it's the best room? <clears throat> Says of Yaakov Kamenetsky, <clears throat> the Jewish people, um, they could not be given digalim and told where to sit because everyone, it would have caused machloket. But what God did was he put the digalim around the mishkan. He waited until the second year, the second month, because when was the mishkan uh, erected by the Jewish people? Right then. Once there was a mishkan already over there, you told the Jewish people, we need a camp on the right, on the north, we need a camp on the east, we need a camp on the south, and we need a camp on the west. We can't leave the mishkan of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not surrounded, not protected by the people. All of a sudden, everyone understood that even if he wasn't in exactly the place he wanted to be, he was in exactly the place that he was supposed to be. Suddenly he understood that he has a job. If you're an Israeli soldier, could you imagine going up to your uh, commander and saying, look, I know you put me in the Golan, but I would really appreciate it. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I burn easily in the sun. There's more shade by, you know. <laughs> the guy would get court-martialed. When you're a soldier serving a purpose, all of a sudden you understand that the value and the importance of that place, of that position, of where you are standing, uh, is given meaning by your job in the greatest scheme of things. Ish al-diglo, each person according to his degel. So you want to know why there was only four flags? Not because the Shevet of Yehuda was better than the other ones, but representing the Kenyan of Torah, which had Yehuda and Yisachar, which also the Rashi Sanhedrin, each one, and Zivulun, who supported Torah, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zivulun, those were the people that represented Torah and the Jewish people.
Okay? The people that represented the Midot were these people. So suddenly, everybody began to understand the nature of where they came from. Rabotai, according to this, I must share that I think that that is something that we are finding in our world as well in this moment. You know, the Jews, we have a lot of things that we're capable of fighting about. A lot of things. A lot of differences that we like to highlight. But each and every time that we find ourselves Saviv sitting around, camped around Ohel Moed Yachanu, we're camped around the Mishkan, we're camped around God's house, there's a reason why we need to be in this place. All of a sudden, all the differences between Jews and the reasons and the pettiness, you know, nobody's complaining right now about where they are in the, at the Kotel. No one's complaining right now about Sfaradim or Ashkenazim. In this moment, all Jewish leaders, from right to left, top to bottom, religious to not, suddenly we come together. We come together because there's an issue at our core which is so important and so crucial, and that is the growing nature of anti-Semitism in our world. You know, it's one thing to have anti-Semitism in a world with a people you have conflict with, but that you have influencers on Instagram posting about this conflict because it's a popular thing. You have millions of people liking and reading a narrative that's just not true. You know, it is unbelievable. You have people on the streets here of New York City, never been to Israel. They never met someone from Israel. They never met a Palestinian. But because the symbol of the Palestinians looks like this, and they've been trained now for BLM for six months, for to a year, they're like, oh, I know that. The, the, the fist? That's how I, I went to that rally last time. All of a sudden, you have anti-Semitism sprouting up from places that you never even imagined it coming from. You know? And this, my friends, is spreading like wildfire across campuses across America, across the streets of major cities. This is happening everywhere around us. At this moment, every single Jew understands that wherever I am, wherever I stand on the spectrum of Judaism, we stand as Jews together to protect our nucleus, our core, the Saviv Le Ohel Moed Yachanu. Ohel Moed was the house of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Rabotai, right now, the house of God, the land of God is burning. I need you to understand this. There are rockets dropping like raindrops from the sky. 1,600 rockets have been fired. Now, Baruch Hashem, we have something called the Iron Dome. But right now, that means that there is a regime on earth that is willing, at least in its efforts, they pray that the Iron Dome fails. If the Iron Dome doesn't work, that means 1,600 missiles, or however many made it into Israel, would land on civilian populations. Is this something that you could see anywhere on earth? Is Britain sending 1,600 missiles to France? Anyway, most of them are not going to land, but you know, is there, any, is there any nation on earth that is facing this? And yet, we are being told, the article, one of the articles that caught my eye, more than anything else, was an article entitled, How Dare the Israelis Not Allow Themselves to Be Killed? <laughs> That's the feeling right now in the world. Oh, these chutzpah Israelis that they have the Iron Dome. Chutzpah Israelis that they're firing missiles. Could you imagine we sent missiles the way they did? There wouldn't be a Gaza. There wouldn't be a West Bank. It would be gone. It would be disappeared. 
But what are they doing? They're using surgical strikes. They're allowing this war to last longer than it should have because it could have lasted 10 minutes. Right? They're allowing it to last more than it should because we are unwilling to capitulate. What we are doing, if we get what we're doing right, if our situation, if our efforts are perfect, not a single civilian dies. If their efforts are perfect, tens of thousands of civilians would die. Just recognize the difference between those two. And to say both sides need to show restraint, shut up! So what do we do other than get upset? And what do we do other than get angry? What do you do? You're sitting over here. You don't have a uniform. You can't protect your country from across the, 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 uh, the Atlantic. Number one, you support as well as, you, as best you can while remaining safe. I don't know. Is the responsibility of our community to send you know, all of our teenagers to go to Times Square and then you have a violent you know, pro protest where we are, we're not going to beat anybody up. But a lot of people that are going there are going to beat somebody up. Is that, was that the answer? So I'll tell you one thing. There's one pasuk that we say every day but we did not say today for a double reason because it's a day of no tahanun and it's a day of a brit milah in the synagogue. Ele barechev ve'ele basusim ve'anachnu b'shem Hashem elokeren askir. They fight wars, Barechev, with chariots, and them, and they with horses. All the nations of the world use the implements of war to fight wars. But us, the Jewish people, in the name of God, we mention the name of God. If you're not saying Tehillim every single day for the soldiers of Israel, for the people of Israel, for five-year-old, six-year-old boys that are being hit by a missile, an errant missile, in their room, in their bedroom. If you're not saying to Elim, ask yourself if you're actually a Jew at all. If you're not taking on a mitzvah, if you're not studying Torah for their, uh, for refuah shalema, for the protection of the soldiers, for the protection of Israel, ask yourself if you're a Jewish person at all. Ish al-diglo. Every person by his flag. The ones that have a Kenyan in Torah, they study Torah for the soldiers for the, for the land of Israel. The ones that, what's it called? That are Ba'alei Midot, they're good Midot. You do your acts of chesed, your acts of kindness, and you have them in, merit, in mind for the merit. The ones that are, what's it called? That are uh, blessed with givurah, with strength. Those are the ones that are protecting the land in Tzahal. The ones that are protect, doing acts of great givurah. The ones, my friends, that are blessed with wealth, with osher, they need to support the state of Israel. They need to support Eretz Israel, its soldiers, its army, its, uh, uh, the, the, the homeland of Am Israel, the Saviv Leoel Moed Yachanu. Every single person has to do something. Now, you may not know what to do. You may, not, you may feel helpless from here. But Rabotai, if you are doing yours, then you're doing your part. But you don't, you just don't have a right not to do any part. So what's it going to be? What's your degel? As we stand united around the homeland, the space, the place of God, while lies are being spread about Am Yisrael and the climate turns so poisonous that Israel hesitates to make moves that it could, that it should. Because they're worried about the fallout. 
they'll show a video of the fires burning on uh, Harabait, and you see all the Jewish people dancing, and they're writing, look at the Jews dancing, because they burned down the mosque on Al-Aqsa. Such lies. The fires on, uh, on Harabai were not set by Jews, it was by fireworks. A tree caught on fire. They weren't dancing because of that. They were dancing because it was Yom Yerushalayim. They were dancing in spite of the fact that they were in fear of what was going on, of rocks that were being thrown down. But the ability that our world has to change the narrative, it must drive us together, at the very least, to unite around protecting the most important thing that Am Yisrael has, a homeland, a place of safety and security, our brothers and sisters, the safety of them and their families. May Hashem bring us a resolution swiftly. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.